What's up and welcome to the Tea or Poffee Club Park there. The Tea or Poffee. <laughs> Hello sir, would you like tea or poffee? Tea or Coffee, a film podcast with Thomas and Joe. With theme music by bensound.org. See the description for more information. What's well, hey, and Welcome to Teal Coffee Podcast, where we talk movies, films, and other related media. My name is Thomas, and joining me is a special guest, Stephen. Hello. Uh, this week, uh, Doctor Strange was released on digital home media. It's a 14th movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and today we're going to be talking about it. Uh, to give a brief overview to the film, Marvel's Doctor Strange follows the story of a talented neurosurgeon, Doctor Stephen Strange, who, after a tragic car accident, put his ego aside and learned the secrets of the hidden world of mysticism and alternative dimensions. Based in New York City's Greenwich Village, Doctor Strange must act as an intermediary between the real world and what lies beyond, utilising a vast array of metaphysical abilities and artefacts to protect the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Stephen, what's it like having a superhero who has the same name as you? Well, I think, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, I think Steve Stevens are quite underrepresented in favour of Steve's a lot of, in a lot of media, so, you know... He's, he's putting the word out there. Yeah, couldn't be happier. Jolly good. So, uh, we were talking beforehand, obviously, uh, this character has been referenced before in Marvel films. He was, he was referenced in Spider-Man 2 as one of the names that J. Joan James and Secretary comes up for Doc Ock. And you were saying just before, he's in... He's mentioned in, or name-dropped in Captain America the Winter Soldier by... I can't remember the agent's Sitwell. name. Agent Sitwell? Probably I think it's agents at work. a Halifax guy advert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he lists the names of dangerous individuals and name drops Stephen Strange, which is the first instance of him yeah. existing in this scenario. Yeah. Um, kind of. I think compared to the other names, it sort of stands out as a bit odd. Yeah, because he's like Bruce Banner or Stephen Tony, Strange. Tony Stark and this random guy who we haven't seen or heard of yet. And we don't know sort of what stage of his life he's in. Is he already training at this point? Is he? Because Doctor Strange presumably takes place over a few months at least, maybe even yes. years. But is he your training at this point? Is he? Is he sitting at home as a neurosurgeon? They're thinking, well, this guy's got a great mind. Maybe uh, he'll heal lots of people who we harm by using neuroscience. <laughs> <laughs> so it's but it was it's nice when they sort of. Nods to other properties. Yeah, it gives uh, hope for future future films. Yeah, which obviously this one turned out to be. And I'm looking forward to Howard the Duck film. So, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the overall story. Uh, I just gave a <coughs> plot summary of it. That was well memorized, by the way. Uh, yeah, there's no way that I read it. <laughs> uh, so, it's a sort of very classic story of sort of. Arrogant person trauma leads to sort of rethinking of life, reevaluating, and coming out to be a bit of a hero. Yes. Did you was it a bit samey, or did you feel sort of it was more sort of this is this was retold in a sufficiently new way? I think so. I mean, the first thing when you give that sort of brief uh, synopsis is that sounds a lot like Iron Man. Yeah. Or Tony Stark's character, he's top of his game in what he's doing. He encounters a fall, some problem, some 
that he has to overcome, and by the end, I would say more so in this case, uh, Stephen Strange, he's a lot more humble than, yeah. than Tony Stark was, but, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose, yeah, the similarities have been made between the two characters, uh, I mean, both actors are played Sherlock Holmes, and both actors have a goatee when they're they, as a superhero. Yes, so, but I, I think it's sufficient to say the world he operates in makes those similarities less sort of painstakingly obvious. Yes, it's more it's more general. Yeah. But I think there's there's plenty there to distinguish them. Yeah. Um, as, characters. as characters. And hopefully when they meet up in future films they won't be sort of too annoying together. No. Uh, so, as I said, it's a story of, of redemption if you want, a story of uh, coming around, coming to your senses. In that... Uh, there's various characters play their roles. You've got the ancient one. You've got a uh, character who's love interest. Who's which? Not love interest. Uh, I whose name escapes me. Yeah. So Christine Palmer. That's it. Christine Palmer. The Palmer Strange. The Palmer Strange uh, thing. Technique. Technique gets out. The Palmer Strange because he doesn't want to use the Strange Technique because that's because that's that's really weird. I can't imagine why. Yeah. Anyway, so you. Uh, so you have pa- Christine Palmer, you have the ancient one, you have Mordo, you have Wong, and in many ways you also have the villain, who will each play a, a role in sort of shaping Strange in this film. Yes. Uh, what, what, what did you sort of think of those different dynamics, particularly maybe in regards to the ancient one sort of being a bit shady? Um, well, I think that was quite um, quite an interesting take on sort of the mental figure, because... A lot of time in films, the mentor is this sort of pillar of, in a lot of sort of hero films, of the, the sort of the end goal of sort of goodness and yeah. sort of what's right. You know, she's trying to help or part of defending this world from, mm-hmm. or the world, from other otherworldly uh, forces. Um, but then to have sort of seeds of doubt thrown about her legitimacy, um, about her practising what she's preaching, yeah. as it were, that's... I. I don't think we've had too many of that. I no. can recall in no, I don't suppose we can have things. So it's particularly in the MCU. I mean, the nearest maybe is Hank Pym. He's got some shady stuff from some of the stuff. That, but again, that's that's more applied at rather than actually said explicitly. Yeah. But he's <coughs> yeah, he's he's sort of it's it's also um, kind of a. Uh, where you draw the line of yep. what for the greater good. Yeah. So argument can be made that in the end, what she was doing to help outweighed the method she got her powers yep. to that extent. But at the same time, in Mordo's case, that shakes his um, faith in her and yeah. the magical community. Yeah. Put it like that. I, 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 the wizard, <clears throat> yeah. Not, we're not really wizards, are they? For magicians, aren't they? But, yeah, yeah. The magic community. The, the sorceress. Yes. I suppose sorceress, sorceress supreme. Well, she's sorceress supreme. Uh, so I suppose the interesting thing for me was that her confidence in the situation was slightly undermined in that she seemed to believe that Mordo would sort of come round. I mean, she even says sort of, strange, you'll be the brilliant one and Mordo will be your your stability. Yeah. Preventing you from doing anything too stupid. As actually till Mordo at the end goes, well, I'm out of this, sort of, you've, you've all let me down, yeah. now I'm going to go on a campaign of being <coughs> sorcerers because... But too many of them, they keep breaking everything. Yes. So that, that was interesting. That she, her sort of perception of what's going to happen after her death wasn't sort of uh, accurate. Yes. There were two main 
villains in this film. You've got Casillas, as played by... Yeah. Uh, Lecter. Hannibal Lecter, Jane Ursa's father, uh, whose name is Madsen Nicholson. Oh, yes. oh. Yes, I got it. I, I just, I just moment my name went blank. Not confused with Laws Nicholson, who's his brother, who plays the villain in the third season of Sherlock. Ah. Uh... Yeah. Trippy drop. Oh, there we go. Uh, so, and then, of course, you have Dormammu, who is played by motion capture by Bendit Cumberbatch. He is, yes. Not something I noticed during the film. No. And not really... I don't, I don't think now knowing that, that changes anything. No. Like, it's not noticeable. They do enough yeah. to distinguish those two. Yeah, I, I think the idea behind it was that Dormammu doesn't have sort of a classical form in the universe. He's, he is sort of a dark dimension. He's bigger than dark dimension. He's sort of, yeah, he sort of all comes from a dark dimension. So when he wants to talk to someone... He sort of mirrors them, but with a bigger face, basically. Yes. And that sort of that sort of that's about it. <coughs> it doesn't really. It's yeah. No character more. without form, but yeah. obviously through the medium of film, needs something for the audience to. Yeah. To. See. Yeah, I, I suppose. Yeah. Even sort of strange to see and talk to. As yeah. opposed to thin air and a yeah. disembodied voice, it gives him presence. I think. Yeah. And sort of you, yeah. He's he's, he's just. And also, so it gives a sense of scale as well, sort of. And I suppose that's very important to that scene, where you just see Dormammu slaughter strange again and again and again. I should say, this is a spoiler-heavy review. <laughs> this uh, is a running I, theme, I think. This is a running theme of the podcast. See, I've actually got a listener who listens to this podcast who knows that we keep forgetting about the spoilers. But this is, <laughs> yes, it's a spoiler-heavy review. Uh, you've probably seen the film if you're listening to this, or you probably don't care. And I say that every time as well. You, see, you do. That's like the catchphrase. It's a catchphrase. You're getting one already. It's, it's nice, it's nice. You just need a thing to sign off to now as well. Sort of. Oh. <laughs> if you've listened to this podcast, you've probably read the title beforehand. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, so that, that particular scene, and it sort of it shows that Dormammu is sort of much more powerful than Strange, but Strange only beats him via just continually taking the loss on himself. Yeah. Uh, the thing goes in that line, isn't there? Sort of. Yeah, it sort of helps. Um, I think that's in some ways. I think that's quite an out. The 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 um, the solution he has yeah. to solve this problem is quite an out there one. Uh, I think it helps to show his intelligence beyond his preferred field of neuroscience. Yeah, and that it's quite a, it's quite an out there um, almost battle strategy. But I, I for the mantle that he's then presumably going to take up in later films as the Sorcerer Supreme, yeah. I think that's quite fitting as um, showing that he's willing to think outside the box, maybe bend some rules of space-time and, yeah. and the universe um, for the greater good. Which also, I think, mirrors um, the ancient, well, sort of what the Ancient One yeah. did in, in bending some rules to protect people. Yeah, I, I think in many ways they're very similar characters and I think that's why the ancient one is so sort of confident in Strange uh, and less so than in Casillas I mean initially she does train Casillas and obviously Casillas does the old Darth Vader I get turned to the dark side uh, but yeah uh, she does seem to I mean even Mordo she she trusts Strange much more than she does Mordo because she just knows what a hardened sort of warrior Mordo is Mm-hmm. And it'd be interesting to see how he appears in later films. Obviously, he is a classic Marvel uh, Doctor Strange villain, so I assume we'll be seeing him again. 
I like how we've started um, by talking about the end, the ending yes, of the film. But on that note, I his uh, insistence on trying to bargain with Tamamu, I think, also ties back into the fact that he is a doctor. Yeah. And he mentions at least once in the film he's taken an oath as a doctor to not to take life. Yeah. But to save it. Yeah. I think is that after. It's a fight in someone. That's and after the cloak of levitation that. kills yes. the other guy. So, I mean, oh, he doesn't actually kill him. It, it knocks him out, and he goes yes. in his astral form. And strange, in his astral form, uses his scientific instrument in the hospital to create an electric shock, which somehow projects to the astral plane and kills his attacker. Yes, something like that. Yeah, which, but I think it's yeah. it's quite. In some ways, it's refreshing for a Marvel hero to have some sort of lament about having to dis- dispose or the loss of life at um, yeah. threats because a lot of a lot of the Marvel heroes they're actually okay with in the heat justified in the heat of self defence or battle or whatever, sort of just throwing people off out of planes, off the helicarrier. <laughs> yeah, I I suppose in Shooting many in ways the chest with a laser it's In many ways it's a bit like Hulk. Hulk of all of them, or at least Bruce Banner, is sort of the most sort of guilt ridden about sort of how he fights and yes. things. And maybe that's the idea of sort of the beings of larger power do feel the extra burden of sort of what exactly are we doing mm. as opposed to Hawkeye who's just a spy with a bow and arrow and sort of... But he's very good with a bow. He's very good with a bow and arrow. He's got <coughs> family so everybody likes him now. Yes, I do. He's fine. I do like Hawkeye he's, he's... more after event Age of Ultron. Yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I don't that's know. something for another another podcast. That, that, that's 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 next time. Except it won't be Stephen because it'll probably be me and Joe again next time. Depends on how I follow you home or not. Yeah, or depends if we could do this over Skype. Oh, that'd be trendy, wouldn't it? That would be. Except you don't have a microphone, so stay tuned. Stay tuned for more information. <laughs> if you if you like Stephen, give a thumbs up and share with all your friends. And if we get to a thousand likes on YouTube, we'll definitely get him back. <laughs> oh. That's quite generous. There's no <laughs> way to get we're getting no way we're getting a thousand likes on YouTube. You never know, you never know. Uh, well, in the case, you're contracted to come back. Hooray! Uh, what do you think about the, the visuals as a whole in this film? This is a very visual film, a very trippy film. I mean, okay, it's not as bad as Duke and the Blue Cat, which is a remarkable film for psychedelic images, but it's still pretty odd. Well, what, what, what did you think overall of the visuals? I think thought they were, they were very good. Yep. Um, That's good. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be worried if they were bad at this yes. point. Fourteen um, films in, they haven't quite sort of sat how to do visuals. Yeah. Um, a lot of the visuals, sort of more spectacular ones, come through the mirror dimension. Yep. Um, which is sort of an excuse to warp buildings into kaleidoscope formations and impossible shapes without. It really affecting anything or yeah. the notice of anyone else, but I think it's very it's very impressive, especially in the the climax. What uh, what they're able to do, especially at the very end, where do you mean in the mirror dimension with H one's death, or do you mean sort of later uh, on? Later on, in the well, dark dimension, dark dimension, but more actually the oh, the, 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 the time reversal. Yeah, the time reversal scene. Yeah, out of uh, time, um, time. Yes, when it's all it's all looks like it's gone to. It's fallen fall to, to a dark pox. dimension, yeah. it's gone to pox. And through reversing time, yeah. um, it's all, well mostly all sort of repaired. And yeah. I think that's actually a really, that's a really nice sequence. Um, 
does credit to the animators. Yeah, the, the 3D, the 3D people, artists. My so technical can, knowledge yeah, and terminology uh, is clearly. There's just hundreds above. of people doing it. We, we, do we tap through the credits? Then we do. We just count it. Well, we, we, didn't, did. we didn't count. We were just sort of like, and there's more visual effects artists. And there's, there's some 3D modellers, and there's some 3D animators, and there's some... The assistant modellers, yes. and here's a wall of names. Here's a wall of names, guys. Yeah, and so it, it's, yeah, there's lots and lots mm. of visual sort even, of film. Even the smaller, the smaller effects, um, such as um, Doctor Strange's uh, sling ring. Yep, or cloak levitation. Cloak levitation, um, the way he can, sort of, using this as a, as a gateway. Yep. Um, into different rooms and stuff. Um, it's all it all sort of fits. You don't you don't look at it and go, that's clearly a green screen. And yeah. Someone's edited that on. Like you can do with some even some really high budget films. Is yes, it? Yeah, you can get that sometimes. I mean, it's none of that. Yeah. That's all. I mean, you can tell a lot of these shots are visual shots, but they feel seem fairly rather seamless. Yeah, sort of... and the actors feel like they're there. Yeah. Rather than. And again, that's down to good acting in front of green screen because they're really sort of understanding what's going on, even though they can't see it. So that is, that's, that's impressive. Uh, do you think Doctor Strange is too powerful a character in this universe? Mm, that's a good... I suppose it comes down to how much he's bluffing with Dormammu. Has, has he actually got him in an infinite loop? Or is he just saying, you don't, your dimension doesn't really understand time, so I'm going to play this out and hope that you give in because if I keep doing this forever I'm just going to end up cracking the universe or whatever but yes but then I suppose the the loopy setup is within the dark dimension yeah so I don't it probably wouldn't you would crack, crack the dark dimension not his and earth. in which case if the dark dimension's I don't know damaged destroyed that saves earth either way because yeah so presumably at the cost of Doctor Strange and Infinity yes. Stone um I don't think, at least in this one, I don't think he's as powerful as perhaps he could be. Yeah. I know, obviously it's not so much mentioned in the film, but there are, within the comic store, more artefacts yeah. of mystical power or cosmic power that or exist. Or Bogomoto um, and stuff like that. Yeah, things which could be seen as overpowered. I suppose the main thing is that he has a the Time Infinity Stone, yeah. which is revealed at the end that that is what it is, the Eye of Agamotto. Um, I suppose if you have an item that can reverse time, repair things, bring people back from the dead, there is an aspect of that, but mm. I, I think they're probably going to be quite careful, I think, with how... They use that. I hope so, yeah, because I mean, there is, uh, there's a sense in which, uh, but even even something like the mirror dimension, and if if you got the Chitauri invading the Avengers, and he just goes, you're all in the mirror dimension. Yeah, they, they can't, the can't make, nothing, nothing. You can't, you can't harm everything. Okay, I've got to go into the mirror dimension and kill you all one by one at some point, but at least you're in there. And, and I could probably, t- I, probably I probably can send someone else there to fight you anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he could be, but I think they'll be careful in having any sort of threat. Maybe not negate his powers, but will not be able to be so contained easily. Yeah, I suspect in Infinity War, I mean, there's a rumour that Thanos will have, oh, what are they called? They call him like the Shadow Order or the Dark Order with him. Oh, They're okay. basically four individuals, and one of them, I think, is a magician, so I think 
if they might sort of go with that in Infinity War, where if you got Strange, you pit him against another sorcerer, so they're at least fighting on equal terms. Equal terms, yes. And then sort of, <clears throat> rather, or at least Thanos himself can sort of smash his way out of a mirror dimension if he's putting into it, something like that. Yes, because right. we know from, I forget the, the Guardians of the Galaxy sting at the end, he says, if you want a job done, do it yourself. That's and it's we say that, Ultron, yeah. that one, sorry. That he's he's at least got the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, we he's got an Infinity Gauntlet. So, do you want to talk about briefly the creation of the six Infinity Stones? Yeah, we can do. So the Tesseract is on. Actually, I'm going to get this right because there's a, there's a good theory coming up, okay. which is why I want to see this. There's a Tesseract, mm-hmm. which is on Asgard. That's a blue space, one. The blue, Spe- the space, space stone. stone. You got the the ether, which is the reality stone, which is the red one in four of dark world. Which isn't really a stone. Which at really least stone, at this point, it is stone. But but it was contained in sort of sort of, sort of stone like thing, yes. and it was given to the collector. Yes, it was. You've then got the what do I, I don't do the power stone, which was in a, a, an orb. Yeah. It's, it's important. It was in an orb. Okay. Yeah, it's a power stone. It's a purple one, and that is on. Uh, but that's a Nova Corps. Nova Corps, yes. You then have Loki's scepter, which is the Mind Stone, and uh, that's currently in Vision's head. Uh, you then have the Time Stone, which is the Eye of Mogamoto, which is contained in a necklace. I say necklace for a very good okay. reason, because so far we have T A N O S. We're only missing one more stone. If that stone is in sync again with H, you have Thanos spelt out over the... Ooh. So I'm I'm going to say it's in Thor's hammer, which is how Thor's hammer knows if you're worthy, because a missing stone is a soul stone. Yes. And if it's, if it's a soul stone, it looks into people's souls and say, are you worthy to wield this hammer? That's one theory, which that's, I'm, I'm in favour of. That's interesting. Um, the, the, obviously, if we continue with the H theme, there's one room... Yeah, hammer, hate <laughs> hammer. That's that's reason what the yes. reason why uh, is that uh, it could be in Heindel's eyes. You know, the Asgard, yeah, ah, God. Yes, and his eyes can... glow the same colour as sort of an orangey colour, which is presumed what the soul stone will yes. be. Uh, the other rumour is that it's with Kate Blanchett's character in Four Ragnarok, who's called Heather. So throwing those together, there's at least three options in Four Ragnarok alone as to where the stone could be. Yes. It's not in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. James Gunn says it's not in that film, so presumably he's not lying. It's not in that film. Okay. It's unless prob- it is. <laughs> it's, it, unless it, it's probably not in Spider-Man Homecoming. You know, there's a H, Homecoming. You know, it could be a, it a could dance. Be <laughs> where, where is the last stone? It's at home. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it seems to be a little odd if it's at another Earth location, basically. If they're all on Earth, it's a little weird. That so many of these powerful yeah. powerful objects happen to be on this one planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other option is Black Panther, uh, which it's... which is the only other film coming out before Infinity War, Okay. I think. I don't think Ant-Man and Wasp, I think Ant-Man and Wasp comes out so, after yes, Infinity I think, War. I think so. So yeah. Black Panther's the only other film it could be in. Maybe that's where Wakanda gets a lot of his technology superiority yeah. from. But that, that, something that, that, like that. Something like that could be, could be the house of the Black Panther or something, yeah. or... Yes, thing like that. And again, the hate. There's no confirmation that it will be related to hate. It's just it, it sort of fits if we say that yes. Doctor Strange necklace is in. Yeah, I mean that be that that would all fit together nicely. Um, it makes fanboys very pleased. It, it worked. <laughs> all the speculation it paid off. Yeah, I think the only thing with the it being in, in Thor's hammer, um, other than I think in Thor doesn't Odin. 
Odin sort of the, the enchantment. Yeah, he speaks he enchantment. Speaks to it. So, which makes you think it didn't do that before. Yeah. And brings the question is, if it's in the hammer, does then Thor lose his hammer? Does anyone use the hammer and it has no power? Well, there's one other small thing about this is there's a concept art piece for Infinity War, which has Rocket Raccoon shooting a gun, and in the background there's Thor, and he's wielding an axe. Ah. Which, again, sort of might suggest... I mean, he might be an axe for all sorts of reasons because in the comics he does get an axe version of Mjolnir. 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 What did you said? There's an umlaut. There's an ultimate Mjolnir. 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 There's an ultimate version which is which is sort of there's a hammer at front and axe at the back. So it could be that. I mean, they they could. That could be cool to see. It could be sort of that he just gets an upgraded version. It's not necessarily that sort of he loses it. But again, he might lose it because they because that's one way of de- powering powering fall down the quote unquote god. Yes, is take away his all powerful um, weather controlling hammer. Hammer. Yeah. So, so that's Infinity Stones. We I think we've sussed it out. It's in Thor's hammer and Kevin, or in and, and Spider-Man's, um, oh, in Spider-Man's house under his bed, maybe <laughs> in a pebble collection that his parents uh, left him. Isn't this, yeah. Something to do with that. Something to do with that. Yeah. We'll wait and see. Uh, but it's definitely not in Gardens of the Galaxy. Volume 2. Probably. Probably. <laughs> and actually, there, there's the only other option, well, not the only other option, there's no other option. <laughs> yeah. It has I, to be I, one of these. Is this will break the dear old H rule, but uh, in Gardens of the Galaxy, in the collector's room, is a large cocoon which is said to have Adam Warlock in it. Uh, Adam Warlock being uh, a member of Gar- future member of Gardens of Galaxy, part of a, sort of a superhuman race, mm. all gold, and he could easily have it because in the comics he does briefly possess the entire Infinity Gauntlet. He does also, I think, he possesses a Soul Stone at points. Yeah, so, I think it, so. It, it could be Adam with Adam Warlock in that cocoon, but that wouldn't be in Gardens of the Galaxy. That would have to be in another film because James Gunn said it's not in Gardens of the Galaxy, and. I think um, when you first see the collector at the end of Thor 2 and they hand him the ether, I believe he says something along the lines of one down, I don't know, seven to go, five to go, go or something. So that implies he doesn't have that's the first one he's got. And Warlock's cocoon is in there at the time. Already. Unless it's unknown to him. Yeah, that that would would be the main. It it could be, I've got it as a hunch, but I don't know it's in there. True. But yeah, that, that would definitely be an option. Right, uh, what else do we have before we go on to rating? Uh, do you want to talk about the music at all? I, I, I really like the music for this film. It's, it's, it was a little, it was very sort of mysterious and very sort of bow, bow, da, da, bow, 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 sort of stuff. And sort of it just, I listen to that music a lot. See, I, well, I've only seen it once. Yeah. The once. And I don't, I don't recall any specific music no. that stands out. So, I mean, I guess it, it all set the mood, it all fitted, nothing sounded out of place, but nothing... It didn't stand out. It wasn't sort of like no. listening to Star Wars and you immediately sort of get those sort of tunes in your head or listening to Harry Potter and again sort of you get that music in your head. No, it didn't have, it didn't have a specific sort of, um, you know, main theme no. or leitmotif. I mean, there must have been some in there, but nothing that stood out made no. the same way as perhaps the Avengers theme. Yes, no. even no, though that's, that's fair enough. And he plays a few times. So, on to the, the, the rating system. I should explain to new listeners that the rating system is, is the reason why we call up a podcast Tea or Coffee. We compare a film or a TV show or a, a 
related media to a type of beverage. And uh, Stephen's going to go first because he's had time to think about this and I haven't. Wait, what? <laughs> well, this... Ah, mm, you see, I liked it. I did like this film. I'd probably put it above some of the other standalone um, MCU entries. In terms of comparing to a beverage, though, this this is where I'm I'm drawing a slight blank. Something, yeah. Something I liked it, so it was nice. So uh, let's go with a nice cold glass of Pepsi Max, mm -hmm. um, because that's refreshing. Because this was kind of a bit more mystic, yeah. A bit more that side, um, the supernatural side of the MCU. I mean, I know the Thor and that, but that try to sort of be, oh, magic and science are the same thing. Whereas yeah. this is sort of, it, there is a scientific explanation for it, yeah. but just saying, yeah, it's basically magic is, is enough. And that, I'm okay with that. Just, yeah. that's magic, just accept it. Yeah, I, I just had a great idea of what I'm going to give it. I'm going to give Doctor Strange a Doctor Pepper. Oh, I am so ashamed I didn't think of that myself. Because it's like... It's like sort of Pepsi and Coca-Cola, but it's slightly its own thing. It's got a bit of a, a different sort of feel to it. It's got the same sort of vanilla or whatever that thing is to taste, but it's got a small twist on its own. So it's like very much a mainstream Marvel movie, but with a slight edge to it that takes it in a different direction. So I'm going for Dr. Pepper. I like Dr. Dr. Pepper. Oh, and I... Dr. Strange is Dr. Pepper, and you heard it here first. I don't think we can... I, d I can't beat that. Well, you're not meant to. You've already given your verdict. That's true. So that's the end of Doctor Strange. Uh, do you want to talk about the MCU generally, the next three films? Spider-Man, Homecoming, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, the other one, Thor Ragnarok? Thor Ragnarok. Obviously, Doctor Strange, the post-credits scene, but it's just in segment. A segue, sorry. Not talk segment. about the post-credits scene post -credit after scene. the rating. Yeah. The post-rating bit of the podcast. Yeah, we, we so planned this. We did. Uh, so, are you looking forward to Thor Ragnarok and having a bit of DR Strange in it? Yes, I am. I liked um, Doctor Strange in this in this film, which is good considering he's the main character. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, I'm intrigued to see more. Um, it's going to be fun to see him. Have, obviously, he's a magician. Yeah. Um, interacting with with Thor. Yeah. Obviously, Thor's. Sort of come, becoming accustomed to life on on Earth or Midgard, um, from a world of sort of quote unquote magic. Yep. The strange, obviously, he's used to the Earth because he lives there. Yep. But he's now got these extra powers, so it's nice, interesting to see him interacting with For, similar sort of yeah. powered beings. I guess. Yeah. More, yeah. I suppose there's the beings who can also wield Infinity Stones, which aren't yes. that many of on Earth. What, what amused me about this scene is that you've just had Civil War and then sort of Thor presumably has just come back to Earth looking for Odin, as he says. And it's like, shall I go and see Stark or Rogers? No, they seem to have a little bit of a squabble. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go and see that new guy on the block. That <laughs> no one else knows no about. No one else knows about. And sort of is completely sort of above all this sort of Civil War sort of... Malarkey. Yeah, exactly. And it, 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 it just, like, it's just slightly, slightly amused me. Uh, obviously, I think... Doc Strange also sort of summoned him there as well because he's like, why have you brought Loki to Earth? What, are we, what exactly are you doing with Loki? See, that also intrigues me as well. Because yeah. have you seen Thor 2? Yeah, I've seen Thor 2. I've seen Thor Dark World. See, obviously, spoilers for the end of that. Um, 
This is, this is spoiler heavy for every MCU film up to this point, and maybe for future films if we're right about Thor's hammer being the soul stone. Is it a spoiler if you guess no. and it's right? This is... But anyway, that's beside the point. That's beside the point. But, but people might say, well, no one's going to say it, but people might say that this is a spoiler. <laughs> if we're right. Curse that tea and coffee. They spoiled my future enjoyment. Kevin Feige is sending a lawsuit as we speak. <laughs> but um, at the end of that film, it's revealed that Odin is yep. not Odin. It's Loki. Yep. Which part of me kind of wishes they hadn't shown that and that that had been a twist in this new one. Yep. And... But then this one implies that Thor's also found out and Odin is missing, but not by Loki sending him, because Loki's yeah. here to look for him. So that actually intrigues me as to what is actually going on, which probably plays into... Thor Ragnarok. And is there a new villain probably in that? Oh yeah, the, well, there's, there's, we there's, there's various characters, obviously uh, Kate Blanchett's character, Hela, who we mentioned, who also has the soul stone, they've all got the soul stone. <laughs> uh, she's definitely a villainous character and... Uh, she could, again, very easily sort of have some involvement in Odin's disappearance uh, and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, then again, also, we know that a large part of Thor Ragnarok is also going to take place with Hulk on a gladiator place. So it's, there's lots of different things going on, which is rightly why I'm really looking forward to it, because I just think here's a chance of Thor to do something different, rather than just have more stories set on Earth, which the first two really were, with... Natalie Borman's character, who wasn't really that interesting, to be honest. Here's a chance to sort of put four out in sort of out there in the universe with mystical beings with grotesque monsters like Hulk, and just just and sort of with yeah with beings sort of who more his equal, and who don't want to conquer Earth because it's Earth. Yes. Also, um, also um, looking forward to seeing the return of Bruce Banner and the Hulk in this film. Yeah, I'd well, I don't know if Bruce Banner's going to be in Hulk is. <laughs> Oh, well, I suppose, by extension, yeah. Bruce Banner, in some point. Um, in the in the, the two Avengers films, obviously, the Hulk, his main thing is he's really strong and he can yeah. smash a lot of stuff. Um, so, like you said, it's been nice to see him sort of face some some sort of equal strength yeah. beings and maybe... Um, put him... Yeah, like, like, bit like, more... like before, put him out in the universe a bit rather than sort of put him around sort of... Generic How many skyscrapers left do we have? Yeah. Um, may, um, I'm, this is speculation, but I know in some versions of the comics, um, Bruce Banner is and the Hulk are separate personalities. Yeah. And I know sometimes the Hulk has to sort of ask, in some ways, Banner for help from within his head. Yeah. A more strategy about when you, when just punching something doesn't work. So yeah. it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Um, obviously, I don't know if they go to that extent, but that's sort of maybe them coming a bit more separate yeah. or or more the same person I, I'm not explaining this very well yeah, sort maybe, of maybe, Hulk fighting a bit more tactically perhaps than just yeah. Hulk smash let's punch everything until it falls I over. mean that's the, 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 I suppose one of the key things about Planet Hulk uh, is the fact that sort of it's entirely Hulk based but he starts to become more intelligent and sort of bearing more of Banner's own traits yes. where, he, where he is able to Sort of become a very much a, a key figure in this rebellion versus the Red King. Spoiler alert for the premise of Red of uh, Planet Hawk. If you haven't read the comic book or seen the animated film adaptation, which is on Netflix, and you can go and watch if you want. Hashtag not sponsor. Oh uh, yes, I've, uh, hashtag could be a sponsor. 
Hashtag, hashtag stop saying hashtag. I'm sorry. Give us your money, Netflix, or we'll, <laughs> or we'll quote Amazon Prime next week. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Shots fired. No, I'm right, Netflix. I mean, yeah. I've got nothing against them. No. I don't really watch them, but but have let me watch Planet Hulk, so you know. No one's ever asked uh, me to Amazon Prime and chill, so you know. So that's really sort of all the Marvel talk for this week. Uh, We've got a new segment of this show. It's called Stephen Talks Twilight. He's a huge Twilight fan, aren't you, Stephen? And we just want to hear some of your thoughts about whether this series should come back in a big way. Well, well, Thomas, I've always I've always liked uh, the Twilight. Uh, when the sun starts to set and the stars come out, I think that's actually quite a nice time. Um, obviously, if living in a uh, in a town, maybe light pollution is a problem, and yeah. it's saddens me slightly. And we to need honest, to get more twilight in our lives. More twilight in our lives, so we can appreciate the majesty of uh, the stars in all their glory. Yeah. I don't know if I'll leave that in. <laughs> Why not? Uh, so, yeah, do you... Do you have anything else to talk about, Doctor Strange or Marvel or anything like that? Uh, will you will you be watching all three Marvel films this year? I'm hoping to. Um, Marvel films, money permitting. Money permitting, because uh, these these films are gonna at least make me con- deeply consider parting with my cash to see yeah. them on the big screen. Yeah. When perhaps yeah. the first couple of Thors wouldn't have done, but yeah. Ragnarok. As it's a bit of a slight ensemble, yeah. I think I'm more interested in it than I would be otherwise. Yeah, I mean, particularly I'm looking forward to seeing the first trailer for that, just to sort of really see the tone they're going to be selling us, and yeah. And no, that's true. We haven't actually. We've only got. We've only got a few. Prem- somewhat of a premise. Somewhat of a premise and somewhat of a piece of people in it, sort of stuff. But yeah, it'll probably be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Or it won't be, but we can't do anything about it because we're just sitting here in a house talking about films we have no involvement in. Are we in a house though? As you were meant to point out at the start of the show, we are in the be- we are on the beach in the south of France. We are. We're on location, because why not? Uh, we're at 40 minute mark, well probably not once this is edited, but this this, this was at the 40 minute mark when we were talking. Uh, where's probably everything for this week? Uh, it might be. We um, add more stuff at the end. You you can put this bit in at the actual forty minute mark yeah, and continue yeah. from there. Yes or not. And then no one will know why you've announced we're at the forty minute mark for seemingly no reason. Yeah. And except if you would have to probably keep this bit in to know that we recorded more after that bit. Yes. Well, okay. Which um, I'm a fan of. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I have got some more things. Oh, you've got, Stephen's got some more things. So, wow, this is going long. <laughs> no, it's not, it's fine. We've yeah, we haven't exactly um, gone in any sort of. Specific order, really, all over the place. A yeah, bit. that's fine. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch just obviously plays Doctor Strange. I think he's very good at that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's that sort of role um, he has played. <coughs> that, that sort of arrogant, intelligent role is one he's used to playing. Yes, but um, he, he's still he's still pretty good at it. But I, in this, I like the. I kind of feel like there's more of a human aspect with Stephen Strange in this. Mm. I mean, obviously, he's the top of his game. He's this really. I don't know about famous, but uh, he's a very good neuroscience. Um, well, Hydra, he's on Hydra's wanted list. That is true, so he must be pretty pretty not known. Yep. Um, yes, he's arrogant, but he's also, sometimes he can be endearing with his arrogance. Yeah. I think at the start, especially with um, the lady whose name I Christine forget. Christine Palmer. Palmer, that's it, with Palmer. Um, I don't like, say that sentence again, so like, it doesn't look like you've got no. a name. Palmer. <laughs> um, I like... I like the relationship these those characters have. Um, obviously, at the start, 
it's implied that they had they had a previous relationship with them, their friends. Yep. Then obviously he has oh he has his accident. That's his fall from grace. That's his fall from grace. Yeah. Texting while driving. Yeah. On a wet road, on a cliff, in a sports car. And this guy's yeah. supposed to be smart. Yes, yeah, that's a very interesting observation. He crashes, obviously, and he loses the use of his hands for neurosciencing. Neurosciencing. Neurosurgering. Yes. Surgery, surgery. Something like that. But, um, whereas unlike, um, we've mentioned comparisons to Tony Stark, he, he has his accident, he comes back, he he's still in a position to change things. He still has his money and his sort of influence to some degree. Whereas yeah. Stephen Strange, that's all he had, and he uses all his money and wealth to try and help him recover. And by doing that, he becomes so focused on that he neglects the few people, mainly yeah. Christine Palmer, who's sticking by him. Yeah. And there's sort of the breaking point where she says, oh, "You know, I've been here for you, but I can't. I can't do this anymore, Stephen." Yeah. And because he he just regarded sort of as false pity sort of your just what you do as a job is sort of you just have pity pity on people yes and she's like he's, no no I'm yeah he's, he's, he's quite re- mean in that I mean I know he's a broken man in that but he's he does step a line that, that, that's to me also there's a difference between him and Stark in that Stark actually gets people around him to laugh at his arrogance sort of people find him Stark relatively amusing and sort of he's popular as a result yeah as Strange's arrogance tends to actually sort of isolate him Rather than sort of, yeah, making friends. Mm. He's not sort of like the cool, arrogant guy. He's the, he's the arrogant guy. But And then by becoming so low, mm-hmm. um, by losing literally everything, I mean, even his watch gets broken, his even last his remaining watch, watch. His last remaining that is, watch. I think it's revealed at the end, was a gift from Palmer yeah. at some point. Um, he then comes back and he is changed. And you, I mean, I suppose you'd hope that something like that would would change someone for the better, but yeah. it's it's a different enough than what we've seen in the MCU before, um, before this. I yeah, I just really I was able to connect. I think with that his character's plight more yeah. than perhaps some of the other other characters. Yeah, that, in that, this. Yes, and the fact that although it's shown that he he still likes Palmer, he still likes Christine. It doesn't. Do they kiss at the end? I don't think they do, no, do they? they I, I like that they, they left, they didn't go complete sort of standard Hollywood happy film ending. Yeah. And sort of, it's, it's, it's open, but it's not cliche. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think it's, and I don't think it's fair to say. I don't think they went all sort of, yeah, they, 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 they deliberately left it just sort of distinct, as, as di- different mm. rather than sort of trying yeah. to sort of do the same same old sort of thing yeah, they've done before with Thor and Iron Man and yeah. Captain America. He saves the day, but not everything is not everything is back to normal and fine. No. There's there's there is consequences. And I think that that's very much his own story as well. His yeah. hands at the end of the film aren't healed. No, and he it's he finds he could use his magic to just he keep his hands healthy yeah. and go back to how he was. Mm-hmm. But from what he's learned and what's happened, that's not something. He's he might be tempted to do that yeah. possibly, if things get tough in the future. But that's he's grown enough to know that that's not what there's more to life than yeah. being a famous neuroscientist with monies. Yeah, and uh, and in many ways he's also honouring sort of the ancient one's legacy, that uh, he's prepared to 
as he's prepared to learn and, and ultimately to take her place. I mean, he didn't say that explicitly, but you have a scene at the end where he takes off the, the time stone and Wong says that one day you'll be able to wear that all the time, one day you'll master it. And sort of that sort of idea that he's he's not done being a sorcerer and he's not he's not stopping at that level. He's going to push it, and that this is sort of his new focus, his new outlook on life. Mm. This is who he's going to be from now on. He's not going to go back to what he was. Mm. Uh, he's he's been broken and he's still broken, but he's grinding through that. Just like the story is about sort of the sorcerers are broken. They lose the ancient one. They lose many other good sorcerers as well, yeah. which appears more in the deleted scenes actually. But but he but he but now sort of they're ready to rebuild again, and and Mordo, Mordo's obviously still out there. Uh, we talked about him before, and yeah. So yeah, and he doesn't take the title of Sorcerer Supreme in no. this film. He partly, I think, out of respect to the ancient one. Would you say? Uh, and or I think more also... that he doesn't want that sort of level of authority after only sort of he's only been doing this for perhaps a couple of months yeah and, and that, that, I don't think he is he's not as powerful he's he's very talented and I think that's maybe one thing I could have emphasised better that he isn't just an average sorcerer he is actually no, really good at what he does any, and it's not just a, I mean there's that one scene I think when Mordo says sort of look, look you've got more than just a great memory for spells and I think they, they didn't really sort of push that any further no but that was sort of very much sort of true that he is actually, he is actually more talented. He is the Yannick and Skywalker of uh, <laughs> of his group of monks. Monks. Like Jedi's and monks, they're yeah, yeah, monks, the better monks. What did you think of um, Mordo's staff boots? No, um, well we could talk about that. But um, the, the at the end where he's he's like, that's the problem with this world: too many sorcerers. Yeah. To have such, like, he is one, and he's been fighting to protect the Earth, but now he's mm-hmm. like, even though these guys are protecting the Earth, I want to stop them? I think, I think he's arguing that they're breaking the Earth, that you have all these sources who are twisting reality, which is one thing he's very much against. He's against sort of the natural, breaking of the natural law, isn't he? Yeah. And his point is, and he says, okay, I've come around to say, look, sorcerers are meant to break what is not normal, that's how sorcery works. But the problem is there are too many people doing this, so therefore I'm going to... Basically, there's too many people doing it, it's irresponsible. You like that guy, he's just using it to sort of make sure he keeps on walking and his hands yeah. don't shrivel up. It's like, this has got to stop. Uh, we, need, we, need, we need to just have a huge pullback on magic and save it just for protecting the earth from Dormammu, basically. Mm. I guess that, that's, that's, um, that bit there sets him up. It does set him up quite... Favourably is maybe not the right words, but um, as a as a future villain. Yeah. Here's a, here's a guy who has magical powers, who's used them purely to, basically to keep him walking, yeah. from his paralysed state. And Mordo's like, uh, I'm going to start with you and take your powers, and now you're stuck in your workshop basement as a cripple. Yeah. Um, that pretty, pretty. Yeah, mean thing to do. Pretty mean thing to do. Yeah, as the thing go, that's pretty mean. <laughs> so, well, I would argue the logic of being a sorcerer and taking someone who's not causing really any problems. Yeah. Power away. I as a as a setup for more to come. I think actually that's quite a good. Yeah. That's quite a good move. And we just come back to the post credit scene again. 
Well, is that, is that post post credit or is that well, no, pre the, the, there's pre credit which is a four one which is in the middle. Of the oh, credit. that's the post mid credit, and then the post credit oh, is yeah. the modern one because they they tend to do the sort of set up a different film set up for sequel, so they set up just like Ant Man did the Civil War one and it did the yes. Wasp one, so it set up its own sequel and it set up. Um, experience in a different film. This one set up for uh, uh, Doctor Strange's appearance in four as well as setting and up, then a, set up a possible future Doctor Strange film, Doctor which Strange is yet to be announced because they're very busy making Infinity War. Yes. We are spending a year filming. We're filming two films, but yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Are there any other characters or things that you. We didn't really talk about Casillas, but it wasn't really much is to talk about. He, yeah, it's kind of Marvel villain syndrome. He's yeah. kind of evil for vague-ish reasons um, or he just wants yeah. power and we want to live should forever. have read to the end because the warnings are at the end yeah after the spells great joke or oh, it was a pretty good joke oh, depend, good. depending on Wong found it funny Wong found it funny, found it funny. do you want to talk about Wong I like is there Wong. much to say I like yeah he liked, he liked Beyonce that was I, I did that was, that has it has the sort of is it typical Marvel humour? Yeah. It, there's it, a few quips and one-liners and yeah. sight gags, but it's not doesn't derail... No. I mean, my, my, my favourite one is still where Casillas kills the New York master. Yeah. And, he, and Doc Strange stands to the staircase and goes, Stop! And he goes, something like, Your world will end, Mr... And he goes, It's Doctor. And he goes, yeah. Mr. Mr. Doctor? <laughs> it's strange. Yes. Maybe? Who am I to I, I, I just like that one. Yeah, that, that for me was. I mean, the Wi-Fi one was pretty good as well. Sort of. Uh, what's this? My Marjorie. It's a Wi-Fi password. Yes. <laughs> We're not complete barbarians. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it had some nice moments. Yeah, some, yeah, lighter moments to break up the tension. Yeah, but it was. It wasn't sort of Ant-Man or Guardians of the Galaxy. Sort of everything. This is so ridiculously hilarious. Sort of. And it just gets, no. it just keeps it. It was more a, a dark tone. We and uh, Scott Derrickson, who directed it, is traditionally a horror film director, oh, right. and I think that sort of did come across in what sort of a mysticism way he presented some stuff. It, it wasn't a horror film, but it was sort of you can see the elements sort of seeping through, especially with some of that that really weird sequence where Strange goes, where Matron throws Strange into the multiverse, and he. Goes through his own face, which is made up of different hands, and all his hands. Oh, hands oh hands, yeah, the hands, hands, hands bit. Oh, that was, that was something, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was a bit trippy, psychedelic. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, I remember. Oh, now I'm getting like shivers. That was that was weird. Yeah. More more hand faces in films. Actually, when in the in the production of film, Scott Derrickson wanted to use uh, the nightmare dimension. With the villain oh, nightmare, yes. So assuming they didn't get around to doing it, that could be in a sequel. Uh, we could end yes. up with end up with mystical dreams to throw into our mystical dimensions yeah. and stuff, which I I'd be all up for. Freddy Krueger cameo, perhaps. Uh, Part I of the guess. MCU confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're now at the forty-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! It's like we've gone back in time. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'll just randomly point out that I noticed because yep. things. Sure. Um, they're talking about artifacts at one point during his magician training. Yeah. I keep forgetting how we're um, referring to this. Magician training, sorcerer training. Sorcerer training. Um, obviously, Mido has his 
boots of... His staff is the staff of Living Tribunal. Uh, his boots are the boots of Kagunoto. Kagunoto. Now, I don't know I Kagunoto. think that's right, but, but I, I pulled out... But I do, one. through comic culture osmosis, um, the staff of the Living Tribunal. The Living, Living Tribunal yeah. is a cosmic being in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, he has a, he's a big... He's got three faces, I think. He has a big involvement in the comics in the Infinity Gauntlet trilogy. Yes. And he meets Doctor Strange several times. Yeah. Um, and has at least died at least once, despite being something that shouldn't, right, shouldn't yeah. be able to die. Didn't he find him the dead on the moon? Or that might be something. the Watcher. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Watcher's Stan Lee in these films, isn't it? Oh, well, uh, maybe, maybe. That's a, that's a theory for another day. Yeah. Um, but again, little things from the comics. Maybe nothing. Maybe something. Yeah. And, and it's nice to see them and, and I think they, they do just like throwing things out of there. And if something sticks, they can use it. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Do you want to add the cloak of levitation? What about it's, it? It's, it's, it's in there. It's, it's, it's a murderous thing. It is. It's, well, it's, it <laughs> basically almost kills a guy. Yeah. It says strange from lots of things. It seems to have a mind of its own. It's almost its own character, I would argue. Yeah, probably, yeah. It has yeah. some Not funny much. moments. Um, Some sad moments. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Cloak of Levitation spin off origin film. Maybe not. Cloak of Levitation Hound at Crossover. Yes. <laughs> Does uh, that force hammer? <laughs> yeah. They all go on an adventure together. <laughs> Captain America's Shield, they just go on an adventure ah, together. The pet, bring in the pet Avengers. Yeah, the pet Avengers. Into the MCU. <laughs> Somewhere in the multiverse, there's got to be a pet there, Avengers. That's the thing with the multiverse. They've brought it up. They could, they could do, they can do they anything. Anything at all. If they can even the bring DC across if they want, or the X Men. That's well, um, oh, that'd be fun. That could be. Get. Yeah. We've got Spider Man. Yeah. Colin Fox. It can be done. Yeah. Let's borrow Wolverine. Yeah. Or Fantastic Four. Just, yeah. just give them Fantastic Four and let them do Fantastic Four properly. Yeah. And so we can have Galactus for Phase Four. Yes. As a villain, because. We, we need new, new villain. We need another big purple. <laughs> yeah, we've got Dormammu. Humanoid man. We've got Dormammu, and we've got Thanos. Thanos. We so need another. Big complete purple. the trilogy. Big purple. Big purple planet eater. Yeah, exactly. Anything else, or should we wrap it up there? I think we can probably wrap it up there, or we otherwise we might be here for a little bit longer. Yeah, and we're going to run out of charge line equipment. Equipment. So. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. We're on all of those now. Uh, you can give us a like, you can comment. Uh, if you've got one to, to talk about a film, you can even post in the comments. And uh, may, and as I said, a, f- a thousand likes means we'll probably get Stephen back, and we probably won't otherwise. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And do you want to do your sign-off? My sign-off. This has been uh, Stephen. Uh, don't worry, I don't know who you are either. But thank you for listening, and maybe see you in the future. Bye.